Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. We got a big one. The Wreckers are coming in today. They played with Eddie and I last night at the Ryman. The Wreckers are Michelle Branch and Jessica Harp. You probably know them from this song right here. And it's alright, yeah, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So they played that last night with us and... They play, but the Raging Idiots band plays the music behind them. And so Eddie and I were doing background vocals for this. Ray, can you start it over? And this is how it sounded like with us. And it's all right, I'll be fine. Don't worry about this heart of mine. That's, that's basically what you heard last night. I mean, it's really good, guys. Yeah, it's like yeah. seven-layered dip. <laughs> it was just so many layers. I feel bad for people that missed it. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. more time from the top. Come on. And it's all right, I'll be fine. Don't worry about this See, that's it. Nailed it. The crowd was like, more background vocals. It was awesome. <laughs> Less than more background vocals, <laughs> which has never happened. Uh, but they will be in later, and I'm super excited about that. So let's get going with the show now, though. Around the room, this next person is my right-hand man on stage with the Raging Idiots. Although I should say left-hand man because I'm left-handed. You're always on my right. No, you're on my left. I'm on your right. Yeah, but you're, they say right-hand man because right-hand man's like the main, but I'm left-handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just a saying. So yeah, I hate like to say. I feel like, again, woke culture, taken away from left-handed people. <laughs> Here he is, Eddie, everybody. Yes. I want to talk to sports parents. I This weekend was a, just a terrible look for parents out there that have kids playing sports. I had a basketball game, my son's basketball game, and my kids also played a flag football game. At both games, there were fights. People were yelling at refs. Parents. The, parents. Yeah. The football game, two of the dads almost got into it because their kids started fighting on the field. Then the dads wanted to fight. Guys, relax. Are they just so triggered that they'll fight anybody? I or, think so. Like, I th- I think we're at the age, like 9, 10, or whatever, is when stuff just starts getting real, like, you know, intense with sports. Like, they think their kids should be playing more, or, like, what's the, when you're coaching, what's the most annoying thing a parent does? Not even on your team, but, like, another team. I think the parents yelling at the refs is is the worst. Like, I found out that these refs get paid $20 a game. Because I asked one, I'm like, how much do you get paid, dude? He's like, 20 bucks a game. They slept on 40, and they won. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, they get so, they get harassed so bad. 
And it's not fair to them. They're just trying to do their job, call the game equally. But the parents just yell at them. Dude, they say curse words to these refs. Out loud? Out with, loud. With kids around? What the beep are you thinking? Open up your eyes, ref. It's like crazy. I've oh. never seen anything like this. Huh. Uh, well, so what would you like to say as your closing statement to parents? It's very simple. Guys, look, 99.9% of your kids are not going to go to college and play sports. They're not going to go to the NFL. They're not going to go to the NBA. Relax. Relax. Just have fun. But if your kid is, you need the 0.1%. Like you can get into the right He says he will drive his Ultima into the ground. And we hope that's where he puts his prom king crown eventually. Here he is. Lunchbox, everybody. <laughs> I don't know what happened, guys, but I have some top secret information, like audio sent to me, and I don't know why. What do like, you mean? Like, I have a song from an artist, full length, that is not out until the summer. I don't know. It just came through, and it had no note. It just showed up on my phone. And I'm, I mean, did you get hacked? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and, I start, and I start Googling the song, and it says, Coming Summer 2023. And I look online and I can only find 15 to 20 second clips of it. I have the full length song. There was no note with it. So I don't know if this person meant to send it to me or if Were it, you want to list other people. No, it was an individual sent just no to way. me. No so, chance. It, it's like one time I did get an email from a record label executive. They thought they were emailing someone else within their company and they sent it to me. That's and what I'm I got saying. a follow up email that was like, please, uh, you know, destroy. Oh, destroy I your just, computer. Like, oh, yeah. you know, but or, there is no note with it. Mike, go look at his computer. No, no. Mike, no, it's no. on my phone. No, no. He said, don't look in there. No, no. No, I want you to see what I've been searching. Golly, let me pull it up. So, I'm telling you, it was. Do you want to say who the artist is? No. What? <laughs> I don't want I, I mean, because I'm not even going to tell us who the artist is. What's it start with? First letter. Okay, he's showing it to Mike. This first letter. Mike, is this an accident? It's there in it, Mike. Do you think it's an accident or is it a promo? Like, I mean, I have and the full song. Write the name yeah. down on a piece of paper. Ah, man. Hey, is the song good? Yeah, it's pretty you, good, you actually. ask him? I mean, yeah, he, right. He Some doesn't even my, like music. He's like, it's a band. He's like, I don't even care about music. <laughs> well, let's read it now. Okay. I mean, we can play it. I mean, we are not going to say who the artist is, but you're going to play the song. <laughs> I mean, guys, we have... Who's the artist then? Just say it. Jimmy Allen. How in the oh. world did you get that? Like, I don't know if he was trying to send it to BB, and he actually did LB. I don't know, but there's no note there, and there was no follow-up like, oh, my bad, or... What's the name of it? It is called... Did Wait, Jimmy send it to you? I don't know that we should say the title. Well, if it's online already. Is it online already? Uh, there's like 20 second clips right. online. So it exists. It's oh, okay. Small Town Anthem. Okay. And it comes out summer 2023. I'll just text him. I mean, I'll just send him a voice memo right now. Because it may just be a promotional deal. What do you mean promotional? I have the whole song. Okay, the hey, whole dude. song is nowhere. I hear you. Hey, Lunchbox is screaming that you accidentally sent him a full version of a song called Small Town Anthem. Small Town Anthem in his email. And he said nobody else was on it. He thinks it was an accident. You want me to play you a little bit? No. And he's trying to play it on the air. Is this something that you sent out to everybody? Or did you accidentally send it to Lunchbox? Is that even a real... Just let me let me know. He's throwing a fit in studio like he's got some sort of exclusive that we don't have. I do. It's not even in the system. Right. Wait. We know it's not in the system. Type in the system. It ain't okay, there. Dude. No one has it. Hope you're good, buddy. See oh, you later. Boy. Oh. We'll find it. I sent that to Jimmy. We'll Did you find it, Mike? No. Okay. Let's let's move on from lunchbox. I mean, guys, this is I'm, I'm breaking feel- news. Yeah. Good. Yeah, ready, ready to move on? Ooh. All right. The next person recently dropped sour cream on the floor, and little did she know it lead to her breaking down in the grocery store. Here it is, Amy. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. 
So my daughter's favorite type of movie is scary horror. So occasionally I try to watch one with her as our bonding time. And she picked out It Comes at Night. Never heard of it. Okay. Well, it came out in 2017. And I think you would like it. It's like end of world. Like there's some, it's like disease or something. I love disease. Right. And then these people are (laughs) hiding out in the woods because they don't want to come into contact with any other humans because whatever or whatever it is is spreading at night. Yeah. Movie Mike, have you seen It Comes at Night? You have? Yeah, it's a very, very slow burn. I don't know that you would like that. Is there disease? There's disease. I'm in! <laughs> you do like that's it? my new thing. It's 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. But the audience score is 44%. Yeah, oh. that's pretty. Uh, yeah. Did you like it? I, I, I mean, oh, it's fine. I, but I just thought I'd tell you about it because it's end of world and it was something. It's just crazy now to watch those movies that were made pre-COVID. And it just took me back to when we were first put in lockdown and we didn't know what that was going on. and Or how long. Masks and all the things you wanted to hide out. You don't want to be near people. So it was on just, packages, washing my packages. Oh, yeah, <laughs> groceries. Yeah, little do we know. Okay, good? Mm-hmm. Raymundo, play that voicemail. Hey, I have an intro for you, Bobby. He's written three books, and if you're a kangaroo, you better watch that left hook. It's Bobby Bones. Thank you very much. It's true. All true. So, part of my day was spent trying to get my car acting normal again. I told you guys I locked my keys in my car, which I didn't know could happen because I didn't lock the doors. I had it in my bag. I was going to play pickleball at a court near the house, and I put the bag with the keys in it in the back seat. Didn't lock the doors because the car's parked right by the court. Nobody's gonna break into it. I'm looking right, but the door's locked with the keys in the car. I didn't lock the car, and it locked with the keys in the car, which I didn't know could happen when it was electric lock. So I call the plate dealership. They're like, "Oh, it's not supposed to do that." I'm like, "Exactly." They said, "So we're gonna." So yesterday they came over to my house, one of the guys that works at the dealership, and we set up all, all this stuff, and he like had to. All these cars have computers in them. Mine's no different. He had to reboot everything, so I've lost everything. All my favorite, like radio stations. No, all my, oh, everything no. is gone. All my settings for my my air oh, and seat settings. I get How in, my knees are. Little... You you actually take the time to set those? Yes, oh. set them and forget them. That's right. Wow. But man. everything is off. I got in to come to work this morning. Felt like I was driving in a four. The steering wheel was on the other side this morning. Oh really? Like yeah, a I was like a, in Europe, and there was a break for like driver's ed on the other side too. The whole thing is messed up. <laughs> So that's what I was dealing with. I'm a little off. We had a show last night. It was very late. Today's show is probably going to be really good, but that means tomorrow's will probably suck. Great. I'm just letting everybody know. Can't wait. Get into it. It's time to open the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My girlfriend and I recently made it official after dating for a couple of months. For my birthday, she got me a nice black Columbia shirt, camo hat, and a new pair of jeans. She also recently encouraged me to grow out my beard. While that may not sound alarming to you, her very favorite artist is Luke Combs. (laughs) (laughs) And when I put all those things together, I look exactly like Luke Combs. We met on a dating app, and now I can't help but think maybe she saw my pictures and thought, what a little work. I could be Luke Combs. She confessed to me before that she does find him sexy. Should I be concerned? Is it a red flag if she's trying to get me to look like the country singer she's crazy about? Should we go to the show together? He's playing in town, or is this not a big deal? Signed, Flute Combs. (laughs) Amy? I mean, I don't think it's a red flag. I think it probably is just a coincidence. If she has a style she's attracted to, she's like, hey, if you do this, if you do that, that's fine. It's definitely a type. 
It, like maybe it's not yeah. Luke Combs specifically as much as it is the Luke Combs type. But she wants him to look just like yeah. Luke Combs. The type. But if she no, has no, no. you start like, him. Like, like beer, you know, singing to her yes, every night. Honestly, it feels a little creepy. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't yeah. know that I'd break it off because of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I would say it's not a, it is not a red flag, but it is a very mild yellow. Right. Like, so when he, when she starts asking him to perform to her all the time, that's the flag. When she gives you a coupon for singing lessons and a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is the, right now it's a mild yellow, but I wouldn't freak out. Although, hilarious. I mean, but gosh, if it was reversed and some exactly. guy Exactly. Yeah. If he started dressing her like Carrie Underwood, guess what would happen? <laughs> oh, you're such a shallow pig. Oh, how dare you? I agree. Yeah, true. <laughs> Completely agree. But also, you got a new pair of jeans. And Columbia shirt. I mean, look how generous she was with the gifts. A n- nice black Columbia shirt, a camo hat, and a new pair of jeans. Like, that's pretty generous. She did also encourage you to grow out your beard, which is weird. But other, other than that, <laughs> we're going to say mild yellow. Just be on the lookout, but do not break up over this. Now, if you're making out and she goes, Luke, that's problematic. <laughs> other than that, I think you're okay for now. All right, thank you for the email. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. On the phone now is Krista, who is a behavioral analyst. Hi, Krista. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what is a behavioral analyst? Like, what do you do specifically? I primarily work with um, kids with autism or other disabilities, Down syndrome, oppositional defiant disorder. Um, But essentially, we create uh, contingencies to increase appropriate behaviors, decrease inappropriate behaviors, and build skills alongside that. I could use some of that here, increase, you know, having these guys increase appropriate, decrease inappropriate. <laughs> For us? Yeah. Well, Krista, you hear the show. What would you like to comment about when you hear it as a behavioral analyst? Well, I think every day when I'm listening, that Lunchbox would probably benefit from some sort of a behavior contract uh, to help increase some of the appropriate behaviors we'd like to see or decrease some of the, the negative statements. So a contract would be like a literal contract where he signs an agreement that says, if I'm a jerk, like, for example, Abby, who loves to sing. She's not trying to really make it as a singer Great now, but, but he's rude to her. He's like, you'll never make it. You, But if he does something like that, we have a contract where he has to, like, pay me five bucks or something. Something like that where there's a penalty. So the first thing we like to focus on is the reinforcement of the appropriate behaviors. So What if there are none of those? Get, then he gets nothing. Okay. But okay. what <laughs> makes her the, the the sayer of what's her right degree, and wrong? Her degree. No, no, but analyst, a degree. Education. Well, a degree doesn't tell you what's right and wrong. Everybody has a different opinion of what's right and wrong because she says it's right doesn't mean it's right. That's a matter of opinion. Her job is nothing but opinions. However, a behavior contract is much more effective when both parties, the one giving the reinforcement and the lunchbox would be the client in this situation, are in agreement of the contingencies. Mm-hmm. So, so what could I put as a reward for him? I'm anxious. I mean, I'm, I'm eager, anxious to do it now. I'm like, let's go. Let's yeah, this could be up. cool. Yeah. Like what's a reward I could put for him in this contract? Well, what is lunchbox's primary reinforcement? Lottery I think we tickets. all know what that is. Money, <laughs> Money lottery Money. ticket. Yeah. 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 Financial. Yeah, money, he could spin the wheel, he mm-hmm. could get something in return. I mean, he's got listeners out here buying him $200 watches. I'm sure we could figure something out. That's pretty legit. Well, no, you tried to be an angel on a tree, a charity tree at Christmas. And someone bought it for me. No, 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 they didn't. A but, listener did. Right. A B-teamer. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so what if we did this? If 
Can you do it per day? Let's say Lunchbox has a good day where he does, he gets more dings and ants, and then he gets to spin the wheel at the end of the day. Does that work? Can you do it like macro yeah. instead of micro, a dollar every time? Could you do it like that? Absolutely. And I mean, you could do two parts of it. You could have the reinforcement part where he gets money or spin if he does something good that we've all identified, you know, and explicitly mm-hmm. described what that goal is. But then you could do a response cost also. So if he has a negative statement or a rude statement, he could lose the opportunity. So <laughs> He's I like rolling it. His no, I like it. We'll draw this up. So what, though, would be a punishment that we could do for an adult man who doesn't... Have to listen to her talk for longer? We just put you on with oh, her. So that's, <laughs> see, that's being rude. That would be negative, right? Yeah. That'd go down the negative. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Krista. Well, I mean, I think I would like Lunch's inbox, or Lunchbox's input. Is he? Would he be interested in earning money for appropriate behaviors? No, no, but my... Bar- she, no, she's asking you a question. Yeah, yeah, I would love that, but you don't determine what my behavior is appropriate. A contract no, we would, do. though. A contract yeah. would. That's you what I'm would agree, But you would agree to the terms of the contract. We're not forcing anything on you. We, together, would go, we all agree, if you do this, you're rewarded. If you do this, you're punished. Like, if I give my opinions, I'm rewarded. If I don't mm. give my opinions, I'm punished. What's a punishment, Krista, that is not seen as uh, unethical? Like, can we lock them in something? That'd be cool. Is- With snakes? <laughs> I mean, you guys could come up with whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You could spin the wheel of, of you know, hot Snakes. items. You could you could come up with an ex, a, a second wheel with Ooh. negative consequences. Yes, Ooh. the bizarro wheel where like, it's all bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy stuff. Wow. Okay. I'll, hey, Krista, thank you very much for this call. This has, has really put a lot of thoughts in the old brainer. I'm thinking about some stuff. Maybe a couple days, Lunchbox, we'll address the contract here. I'll write something up. If you like it, we'll agree to it. If not, we'll move on. All right, we'll check it out. See if my pen has any ink in it. What? We'll do DocuSign. All right, Krista, (laughs) thank you. Really appreciate you listening to the show. Hope you have an awesome day. And the line of work you're in, it takes somebody with a special heart to do that. So we also appreciate you doing that as well. Of course. Love you guys. All right, bye, Krista. There she is. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Back in December, there's a bus driver named Rita. She's 72 years old. She woke up and she wasn't sick, but she said, I just felt a little off, but she felt like she would shake it. And she did. Then she did her bus route. And so she goes on and she picks some kids up and then she goes over to her second route. And then she realizes, oh, this is not good. Whatever this is, it's back. So she pulls her bus over to the side of the road, turns on her hazard lights. And there was a nine-year-old that she thought was pretty responsible named Riley, one of the oldest kids on the bus too. And she's like, I need your help. So Riley gets on the radio they have in the bus. It's like, hey, we need some help here. Couldn't get anybody. So then she gets on the cell phone of the bus driver and calls the bus driver's daughter and then calls the paramedics. Everybody arrives. The bus driver's safe. She's She had a heart attack, but she is not going to die. They take her to the hospital. They're like, yeah, you had a heart attack. Thank God that that kid was there. Thank God you pulled the bus over. And then somebody else hopped on the bus, the unnamed hero, and drove all the kids. Oh, oh yeah. So two heroes. Three heroes here. <laughs> the unnamed bus driver, the kid. Riley. Yeah, and also the bus driver who's like, hey, I should probably pull over and not keep on doing this. Yeah. Who pulled over and got some help and she's going to be okay. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to go over to Kimberly, who is on the phone. She's in Texas. Kimberly, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Now, you're going to love this because we're going to play a game, but I'm actually going to give you a chance to win a big prize. But the first question I have is, do you like big prizes? I love big prizes. Now, if you win, you win the prize. But if you lose, I cannot give it to you, okay? Because this is a legal deal and it's a big prize. Are we all on the same page here? Okay. Okay. So here we go. In honor of our 10th anniversary, live from Nashville, Hyundai wants to help us honor your journey, Kimberly, and listening to The Bobby Bone Show. We're going to give you a chance to win $1,000 right now. Oh! Oh! She feels like I do. So we're going to play The Bobby Feud. And here's the the question. And then, Kimberly, you'll be able to grab one of these show members to play for you. And if they win, you win the 1000 bucks. Oh, my gosh. I am playing to block her 1000 Well, she hasn't picked a person yet. Sorry. So here we go. The question is going to be, name a place you hate waiting in line. We polled 2,000 Bobby Bone Show listeners and asked them to name a place that they hate waiting in line. So we're going to let you pick first, and then I'm going to roll the dice, Kimberly. Go ahead. Who do you want to represent you? Amy, Lunchbox, ready? And if they win, you win $1,000. Uh, I'm going to pick Eddie. Okay. Yeah, smart, Kimberly. I'm not. Here's the dice. Ready? Here we go. I'm rolling to see who goes first. The number yep. is five. One, two, three, four, five. Lunchbox is Woo! first. So you're blocking Kimberly. I am blo- I am stealing that $1,000 from Kimberly's pocket and putting it in mine. Lunchbox, no. name a place you hate waiting in line. The DMV. Show me the DMV. Okay, number one answer, you get one point. Okay. Go ahead, Lunchbox. Name a place you hate waiting in line. We pull 2,000 Bobby Bone Show listeners. Go ahead. 
the grocery store. Show me the grocery store. Number two answer. Three points total so far. Eight answers left on the board. Yeah, you ready? Are you ready? Yep. Give me the concession stand. You're at a concert. You're at an event. You got to go get something at the concession stand. It's such a long line. (laughs) Show me concession stand. Number eight answer worth eight points. Wow. Wow. Lunchbox now has 11 points. Ah, this is easy. You're at a concert. You're at the club, actually. You're at the club. Which one? Which one? You're at the club. Okay, club, 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 club. club, club, club. Man, you know what? I got to go to the bathroom. Are you guys in line for the bathroom? Yeah, all right. If line starts back there, gosh, I really got to go to the bathroom. Show me bathroom. Number six. Number six answer. Lunch has four answers off the board, a total of 17 points so far. Lunchbox, name Uh, a place you hate waiting in line. Man. All right. Uh, Well... I'm running out of ones, but you know I'm at the amusement park waiting and ride for a lot, waiting live for the rides. Uh, amusement park. <laughs> Sorry, not on. Oh wow! What? That's our long line. Eddie, over to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. He missed this one. This is a big one. Give me school pickup line. Because in your life, that's a. I mean, that's huge. In yeah, a lot of our lives. Places, listeners. Hate waiting in line. Eddie says school pickup line. Come on. What? That was weird. All right, Kimberly, Eddie went 0 for 1. I mean. (laughs) Kimberly. Yeah, not so good. Not so good. Not so good. Not Not a good start. Not a good start. Amy, over to you. Okay, so I know we said concession stands, but what about just like for food in general, like a restaurant? I don't want to wait in line. Did you answer restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, restaurant. Oh, Amy. I I had that. That was good. Number seven answer. Go ahead. Okay. Huh. Let's see. What about, I mean, Lunchbox mentioned going to the bathroom in the club, but what about to get in the club? Line. <laughs> That's good, Amy. I have that too. The line to get in the club or the bar. No. Okay. Oh, We're dang. around two of three. Points are doubled. This okay. is where you can make a move. There are mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five answers off the board. The DMV, the grocery store, restrooms, restaurants, and concession stand. Mm-hmm. Lunchbox, what is your answer? Mine is in the line at the bar to get a drink. To get a drink. In the line at the bar. Yeah, when you line to get in the bar. Okay, show. Oh, There's no chance. What? All right. Eddie, points are doubled. Yeah, here we, we need go. To get on the board for Kimberly. Here we go. We got it. Go ahead. Man, I'm so hungry. I need food fast. Go through the drive-through, but there's a long line. Hit me, Bones. With what? With drive-through. I thought that'd be a restaurant. Show him drive-through. <laughs> Hey, hey, Kimberly, he's 0 for 2. No, 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 like a drive through. He's crushing it. Drive through. I know. Okay. Uh, Amy, go ahead. Yeah, so I cannot stand the line at Zara, so I'm going to say shopping. Sure, shopping stores. I have that. That's the number four answer worth double this round. So you have eight points. Okay, let's go. Uh, What do I have on here? Okie dokie. I guess. Sometimes there's a line at the gas station. Gas station. Shoot. Not bad. One more round. Points are tripled. Okay. There's the number three, five, nine, and ten answer on the board. Lunchbox is leading with 17 points. Eddie, you could, if he misses this, you could definitely take it back with one answer. But I'm not going to miss it. $1,000 on the line. $1,000. And how many have you gotten right, Eddie, so far? Zero. Lunchbox, your answer. Get in line at the concert. 
at a, an event when you're outside Hans the gate. Saying that. He, no, no. To get in the gate. The third time guest in a row in three rounds. Okay. Thank you. Eddie, now look. If you don't hit one of these, it's over. And Kimberly just doesn't win the $1,000. So, 2,000 Bobby Bone Show listeners were asked, where do you hate waiting in a line? The number one answer was DMV. Grocery stores at number two. Number four was retail stores. Restrooms at six. Restaurants at seven. Concession stand at eight. There's a lot of points on the board. They're triple value. What do you have? This is so dumb. I don't even know if people go here anymore. Is it the post office? Oh, yeah. I mean, I hate that. I mean, but do you even go there? Yeah, UPS store. Mm. Postal know. store. Delivery place. You know what good. I'm saying? Come on. Just tell me I'm alive. Show them. Post office. I'm really, I'm that so might sorry. have been the worst performance in history it with a thousand dollars on the line. He didn't get her a single point. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, why she, are you rubbing it? Amy, in? you can win the game though. Okay. Wait, it don't even matter. Amy, just laugh at Eddie with me for a minute. No, laugh. Because I feel bad. She just Amy. Yeah, it's not okay. about me. What about at the movies? At the movies, lunchbox is our winner. I told you I was coming for that money. I you don't get but the money. you don't get it. What the heck is left? You just blocked when it. When I come for money, when I see money, I don't want other people to have it. Let's oh. go. Is oh it the doctor's office? Uh, the uh, the hospital ER would have been one. Yeah. Oh, oh, ER. Yeah. That, that was number five. I wasn't picturing people in a line there, though. Airport security. Oh, oh I hate yeah, that. We are so not smart. Traffic. Well, oh. yeah. Traffic. Oh. At number nine and the number 10 pharmacies. Oh, oh pharmacy yeah. is so true. So, okay, well. Here's what, here's what happened. Just kidding, we're smart. That's Kimberly, we're going to give oh. you another chance later in the show to win again. But if yes. you don't win that one, then there's no more chances. How does she feel right now? All right. All right. Uh, Lunchbox wants to know how you, how you can't be good. Well, let's, let's hear it. Why are you trying to rub it in? Shh, Eddie, how do you feel, Kimberly? <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so okay. sad. Okay. One more chance. One more yeah. chance, though. We're going to get it later on the show. Ah! All right. All right. All right, let's put Kimberly on. We'll get her on with the game later. Give her Wait. a chance. Hey, guys, where's my son to rub it in her yeah, face? It's too late. Let's go! Money on my mind. You hear that? And they stay there. And they stay there. Okay. A lot of yelling. Woo. We had a long night last oh, night. A lot boy. of yelling. Um, so we have another way for you to win some free money, too. $10,000. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai who've partnered with us to celebrate the journey. To our 10th year in Nashville, sign up to win and get rules at bobbybones.com. We'll give her another chance at a thousand bucks later on. Dang. Okay. So close. All right, I'm going to do it. People said I wouldn't do it. I'm going to do it. We have two games in a row, two segments in a row. No way. Back to back? I feel bad because Kimberly didn't win the thousand bucks. Ray, would you mind putting Kimberly back up real quick? Hey, Kimberly, we're going to give you another shot in like three minutes, okay? Okay, great. So we're going to do do not Google anything. Okay. I will. Not you, Kimberly. I don't care what you do. You can Google it. That's nice of her, though. Yeah, it is very sweet of you. We're going to do best Disney songs of all time. Oh, mm. oh, Kimberly, that's me. That's <laughs> me. Oh, man. I, I, I mean, even... it kind of She just is. picked you and you lost a thousand bucks. I get it, but we, I can make it all back the right game, here. The Disney game, the songs, is coming up next. We'll be right back. Hyundai is celebrating the 10-year journey of the Bobby Bones Show. Live from Nashville. The Bobby Bones Show. Good morning. Up for grabs, $1,000 for Kimberly. Uh, this, I can help The her. same Kimberly that lost $1,000. That's correct in the last segment. Yeah. That's right. In honor of our 10th anniversary, live from Nashville, Hyundai wants to help us honor your journey of listening to this show by giving you yeah, 1000 bucks all through the week. And Kimberly's on with us. Okay, Kimberly. So we're going to do 
Best Disney songs of all time. I'm about to nail this. Dude, this is my wheelhouse. This is my wheelhouse. No, I have four kids. I've been I watching Disney kids. movies forever. This I have, is I have not ten, Kimberly. You, you need to pick somebody that you think will go at least nine for ten. And it can be any of them. It's going to be one-on-one, me and them. Who would you like oh, to represent you, Kimberly? One-on-one, on one, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm definitely picking Eddie again. Let's okay, go, Eddie, you got a chance. Hey, this is the comeback. It's me and you, one-on-one. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, there are ten Disney songs I have here. Come on. You have to get nine right, the movie. Okay, nine. Okay, all right. Nine out of ten. You can only miss one or she doesn't win the money. Okay. Here we go. For example, this is not one, but for example. you got a friend in me. Yeah, easy. That would be? Toy Story. That would be correct, and you'd have a point. But that's not oh, a real Oh, but he one. has no points yet. No points oh, yet. Oh, that's too bad. Did we get it? Like, we're starting one. off strong with yeah. the Fouls and bucks up for grabs. Oh, my gosh. Let's go. Settle down. Settle Here down. we go. From 2013, here's the song. Let it go. Eddie, can you name that movie? Absolutely. One down. That's Frozen. Frozen's correct. Come on. I'm telling you, dude, this is my wheelhouse. We got this. Song number two from 1992. Hit it. Eddie? That's Aladdin Bones. That's correct. Come on. Two for two. <laughs> Kimberly, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I think we got this. You're I getting think close so to that thousand bucks. Okay, number three. Remember me, though I have to say goodbye. Remember me. Don't from 2016, Eddie. What movie is that from? I mean, this movie reminds me of myself. That's Coco. Coco is correct. Three for three. Number four. This movie's from 1989. Go ahead. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun, wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. 1989, the movie is? Little Mermaid. Correct. Stay poised. Killing it. Hey, we're stay relaxed. I mean, he's Number so five. cocky for someone. Go ahead. Hakuna Matata <laughs> on a wonderful phrase. Ain't no passing praise. It means no worry. Oh, okay. Full impression. <laughs> Go ahead, Eddie. That's Lion King. That's Bones. correct. Five for five. Okay. Come on. We're here. We're here. As long as you get four out of the next five, yeah. you're the winner. Four more. You're about to win someone a thousand. That's what I'm talking about. dollars. Okay. Here we go. Eddie, I see a struggle on your face over there. This Disney? Yeah, yeah. You sure? Yeah, yeah. It didn't hit you quick? Uh-uh. You want to hear from the beginning again? That's not one of those Anna Kendrick movies where she sings? I'm pretty positive it's not. No, it's not pitch From perfect. the top. Ray, go ahead. Back at me. So it's a princess, a girl, looking back at her in the mirror. I'm gonna, you know what, Bones? I'm gonna go with Princess and the Frog. That wow, that's wrong. All right, oh, here it? we go. Bones. That's that's Mulan, <laughs> and that's Christina Aguilera singing the song. Oh boy. Mm, okay. Well, that's oh, my boy. one. That's my one. Yeah. That's my one. I get to miss. So as long as you go four for four here, let's go. Hey, how you feel, Kimberly? Did you know that one? I, I think no. 
I knew that song, but I'm not sure I could have pulled Milan out. So we're still good. There's some easy wins still in here. $1,000. Up for grabs for Kimberly if Eddie goes four for four. And that was the last one, right? I couldn't, can't miss anymore. You can't miss anymore. Oh, my gosh. Go. Next one. I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. Talk like you. You see it's true. And they like me. Can't learn to be human too. What are you thinking about that? I mean, I don't know. You <laughs> <laughs> ain't thinking a lot. Look at his uh, face. I mean, oh, no. what is that? That's oh. I mean, there's context clues, yes. right? Oh, Amy, uh, don't help him. Don't help him. Okay. We have money. Be, I, I heard be here. human right. too. Okay, so will you hit it again? I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. Okay. Go ahead. This is an animal talking to uh, a kid saying, I want to be like you. So give me the Jungle Book. Oh, my gosh. I hope that's right. That is correct. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I've never wow. heard that song. Guys, you can't help him. I, can't I help didn't him. know the answer. Okay, here we go. Three left. You have to go three for three. When you wish upon a star Makes no difference who you are Sounds like Eddie's high school Anything days. You've heard this song, right? Yo, absolutely. Many times. Do you know it? I've heard the song. I'm assuming if your it's Jiminy Cricket in, your dream, in Pinocchio. No Correct. Yeah! Let's go! Okay, wow. settle down, settle down. You have two to go. If you go two for two, you win her $1,000. Hey, Bones, stick with the same kind of uh, All Disney. Genre. I didn't make it. It's the top ten. Don't give me that Christina Aguilera. He said time. stick with this genre. Yeah, it's all Disney. It's the same no, no, genre. I mean, like, you, you know. Let's go two for two, Eddie. <laughs> okay. Go. Have a chance of a lifetime. Be prepared for sensational news. A shiny new era is tiptoeing nearer. And where do we feature? Just listen to teacher. I know it sounds yeah, sordid. I got it. That was tricky because that song's not very popular, but that's Lion King. That's correct. Yeah! Wow, that's Scar, dude. Scar's talking to the that's hyenas. True. That's true. Oh, okay, man. we're down to the final one, Kimberly. If he gets this right, you won $1,000, okay? Oh, man. If he gets this wrong... That's it. No more looks. Come on, Kimberly. We got this. She's just listening and rooting for you. She, I know. Yeah. She's probably she, praying right now, I bet. Kimberly, is your heart racing? Yes. Okay, $1,000. All right, settle down. Last song. All, for, all or nothing. Go. Be the light of the sky to see. It calls me. And no one knows how far it goes. In the wind, my sail on the sea stays behind me. Eddie's face looks a bit confused. He knew some of the words. What are you? I know the song. Yeah, for wh sure. What are, what's in your head right now? What are you deciding between? I have two guesses, and Lilo and Stitch came up, and I'm like, I don't think that's a Disney movie, or Moana. Is that a Disney movie too, or is it I don't not? know. I don't know which one's is the it? actual Disney movie, but they're both ocean themed. What's Lilo and Stitch? It's like a, a girl and a, like a little animal, like an a alien. A mouse thing. Oh, it's not two creatures. It's a human and a creature. Mm -hmm. Got it. So in your mind, it's Lilo, Lilo and Stitch, or, or Moana. Moana. For one thousand dollars. Let me hear this real quick. I think it's Moana. She's talking about the sea. 
This is all about the C. Now, when I say, are you locked in, and you say, yes, you're locked in, that's your answer. You cannot change it. Can I hear this song a little bit more? Yeah, you want to start from the beginning? Please. Okay, here we go. Light. Sky. See, it calls her. the stone that she's talking about. Alright, I'm going Moana. Are you locking that in? Yes, the wind and the sails. This Are is you Moana. locking it in? I'm locking it in, He's locking it in for $1,000. Let's go for Kimberly. For Kimberly is the answer. Moana. Moana. Oh, oh my gosh, that was stressful. Kimberly, you just won $1,000. How do you feel? Kimberly, we did it. We did it. Guys, let's not forget about how he cost you a thousand earlier. Let's he not, didn't. No, no, he I made did it for him. Yeah. Hey, that's a Disney movie. I saw you go fall down. She, you know, you, you questioned yourself. You, you lost. You say that all the time. Learn from your mistakes. Right, and then she's like, you know, I still believe in you. There, we got two that. stories here. Somebody who just keeps on believing. Somebody who gets up, dusts himself off, and wins a thousand dollars. Wow. Give it up for Kimberly and Eddie. What a great day. Kimberly, stay on the phone, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. To the rest of our listeners, we have another chance for you to win uh, $10,000 thanks to our friends at Hyundai. Go to bobbybones.com, sign up and get rules. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. 
I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in about 45 minutes or so for the first time together in, it's got to be 12, 13, 14 years, because we've been here 10, and the Wreckers were not together while we were here. Right. But the Wreckers will be in studio. It's Michelle Branch and Jessica Harp. You will know them from this song right here. And it's all right, yeah, I'll be fine. Don't worry about this heart of mine. Just take your love and hit the road. Still a jam. Love it. They, they played with us last night at the Million Dollar Show at the Ryman. So they're coming in this morning. So I'm very excited. We've never had them in. It's always fun for me to have brand new people in. Uh, here's a voicemail from Catherine in Amarillo, Texas. I wanted to call and say thank you guys for the President's Day show. It was so good. It brought so much funny content great interviews and just great interactions with all of the show members and I just want you to know that as a B team member it means the world that you guys want to show up for us and get us through our day whatever that day is about you guys are awesome keep being awesome thanks well that's a very nice message and if we paid callers because some radio shows do they pay callers fake callers that's crazy Mm -hmm. that'd be what I'd pay a caller to say (laughs) that would be script verbatim (laughs) We don't pay callers. We never have paid callers, but that would be it. That would be a hired caller. And I played that purposefully just so I could feel good. Yeah. I'm a little tired from last night's show. The show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Have you ever been to any movie homes or TV homes like the Full Great House? Or- Did we go to the Breaking Bad house? I feel mm-hmm. like. No, we just talked about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and never went. Yeah. yeah. We were there like in the same state. We're yeah. like, we should do this. And we never did. So the ones I would go to, Brady Bunch House, never seen it. Golden Girls House, Full House House, Friends. No, I don't think I've seen anything. I went to Golden Girls and Full House, but I think I had the wrong Full House House. You did, but they all look the same. Yeah, (laughs) That that, that went wrong. Well, I have the most Googled movie homes. Movie, uh, Full House. No, 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 Home Alone. That has is to number be. one. It has to be. Good. I yeah. can picture it in my head. Mm-hmm. The, that big, and I was like, how'd they get that much money? That's what I think. Like, how do people make money to have this? <laughs> I get 70,000 people are searching for that house every month. And do you know where it's located? The the real house? Yeah. Well, I know the show is like, the show, the movie, that's not my grandma. Like the show uh, outside of Chicago, like in Illinois. It's in Illinois, yeah. yeah. Dang. Huh. Look at oh, that's you. good, dude. Uh, okay, also in the top five, you have the Twilight House in Oregon, Hocus Pocus House in Massachusetts, Father of the Bride House in California, mm-hmm. and then Edward Scissor's Hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't know those four. I know where Johnny Cash's house was, though. He's not from Arkansas. I went, oh, the original one? Yeah. That's cool. Wasn't in a movie, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. What else? There's a TikTok trend for a little snack. This girl's gone viral. 13 million views, and people are apparently obsessed with the chickle. Let me see if I can figure this out. The chickle. It's got to be a chicken pickle. The chickle. The chicken pickle. The chucky, the chi- the grilled cheese pickle. The cheese pickle. Chickle. Cheese mm-hmm. pickle. I like so, yeah. Tart- chicken pickle sounds better than cheese pickle. It does. But actually. we had pickles with cheese at high school football games. 
Back you in the day. I've never had You get a dill pickle and they put cheese on it. What? Whoever Ooh. you are on TikTok, you just stole this from Mountain Pine High School, circa 1997, <laughs> 1998. Well, I think her thing is she pan fries the cheese so oh, it warms it up. <laughs> yeah. And then she lays the pickle inside and wraps it around and eats it sort of like a pickle cannoli. Yeah, we didn't do that. What we did was you got that plastic nachos tray and you take the pickle out of the bag and you lay it in that nachos tray just naked. And then you put... Cheese, pump the cheese on it. Oh. And then you just eat it with a fork. That's cool. We called it the chickle. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else? Cody Johnson is talking about how he nearly quit music, but his wife, Brandy, inspired him to keep going. He said there was days that he would come home and just say, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This is eating me up. And his wife would look at him and say, yes, you can. You've got to. You got to get back to work and have a better mindset. I feel like you just, want to get him out of the house. <laughs> That's what it sounds like more than like pursue your dream. It's like, no, you got to go back to work. So he credits her for his ability to push through. And because of all that, if he had to give all this up for her, he would do it. But I don't think she'd probably want that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so either. <laughs> Not now, after all that. But just a reminder that you can encourage those around you. Okay. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Police in Alaska got a call, 911, what's your emergency? And a resident on the other side says, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking out the window and there's this pig. It's just standing on the side of the road, looks really cold, and I feel like it shouldn't be out there. So police respond and they find Elvis Pigsley standing on that the side. That is you make that up. <laughs> That's his name. Okay, I like it. Standing on the side of the road freezing. They don't know it's Elvis Pigsley, but they put the pig in the back of the car and they put a post on Facebook said, hey, we found this pig shivering on the side of the road. Someone said, hey, that's our pig. It got out. So took a ride in the cruiser back to their house, and Elvis Pigley is back home safe. Pigley or Pigsley? Pigsley. Uh, did I say Pigley? Pigsley, did. Pigsley. Whatever. Elvis Pigsley's alive because the cops put him in the back of the cop car. No handcuffs, but he is in the back seat. We tough to handcuff him now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. Because yeah. we have hands that you can't get the, you can just easily sign them off. They have hooves. Yeah. You can zip tie them. <laughs> I don't know if you could. Oh, really? Now, did the pig say, thank you very much? <laughs> no, thank you very much. Thank you. Lunchbox, nice job. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Over to Amy. Let's get in the morning corny. The morning corny. How do computers get tipsy? How do computers get tipsy? They take screenshots. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's good. I like that. That was the Morning Corny. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. This is exciting for me because the Wreckers are here in the studio. You would know the Wreckers from their song, Leave the Pieces. And it's all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. Don't worry about this The Wreckers are Michelle Branch and Jessica Harp. You would know Michelle Branch from a bunch of songs, too. But here is Everywhere. Because you're they got nominated for a Grammy. They were vocal duo. I mean, so many awards, and they haven't played together in a long time. They played with us last night at the Ryman Auditorium, Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots. Super excited to have them here. Let's welcome in the Wreckers. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Michelle Branch and Jessica Harp of the Wreckers. Guys, it's super cool to have you here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Great to Thanks be here. I feel like we've caught the white whale, honestly. <laughs> oh. Like... I'm such a fan of you guys together and individually. And Jessica, you and I have spoken before. And Michelle, I mean, 
it's just like I've been trying to track you guys down forever and it took a hospital <laughs> to get us all together last night. <laughs> so, it's an important thing. You're yeah. actually the reason why we got back together. You yes. Know? I, you made it happen. <laughs> I don't know if you're kidding or not, Michelle. Because I, I don't know if that's true, but if that's... I will put that on my bio. It'll be on my Instagram bio. <laughs> You're the now the president of the, the fan yes. club. <laughs> so let me ask this. Let's go back to the infancy of the Wreckers. How, why and how? Like, how did this thing come together? Michelle, I'll start with you. Um, it, magic. <laughs> Were you living in Nashville? No, no, I wasn't at the time. We met in the We Kansas, were children. Yeah, we met in the Kansas City Airport. Oh, you knew City each airport. other? <laughs> yes. We literally met. We were teenagers. In the airport Do, at, at teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like just crossing or were you going to the same place, like camp or something? I lived in Kansas City. Okay. And, and she was coming through on a radio tour. And I, and I had heard her music um, and was completely blown away by her music and said, like, please, let's keep in touch. Let's meet. Let's hang out. And um, this was before, like, the day the days of high security at airports. <laughs> yes. And she's like, um, I'll just meet you on your layover at the airport and like, we'll have a TCBY and like hang out. Also and- the days of TCBY. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, we hung out at the airport and then I was like, you should come out on tour and like, we should write together. And then it turned into her singing with me on stage. And then we were and like, never going home. <laughs> yeah. And we kept writing these songs on the tour bus and singing them in harmony and they were clearly not Michelle Branch songs. And I was like, wait, I want to work on this instead of, I was supposed to turn in another solo record. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And it just happened so naturally, naturally and quickly. Yeah. And yeah. And so the, but what's the next step you call her? She says, yes. Do you go, okay, now we need to come up with a name. And is it going to be an entity or were you just like seeing, were you experimenting still? No, we knew we wanted to be in a band. We had this portion of uh, my show. She was singing back up, and we would have this portion of the show where uh, every the band would leave the stage, and it was just she and I on stage, and we would play a couple songs. And um, so we were like, we have to start thinking of what to call this. And um, we actually played music for our record label. I was on Maverick at the time and uh, in L.A., and I played it for them, and they were like, we don't know what to do with this, like... <laughs> you wait you're wanting to do a country project like we don't understand so we went uh we approached the producer john leventhal um and we were like we really want you to produce our record and we'll pay for it and do they this think all you were crazy like yeah. you had massive <laughs> success and you're like now i want to go do a country record i literally got a call from someone who worked at my publishing company and she was like i think we need to have an intervention like <laughs> This is, we're really concerned about you. And I was like, no, you guys are all crazy. And then, of course, when it was a massive success, everyone's like, I knew it. Of course, they believed in you from the beginning. beginning. (laughs) So the first single you guys put out ever, well, how'd the records come up? How did you settle on the name The Wreckers? Well, originally we were the Cass County Home Wreckers, like as a joke. Yeah, it Um, started as a total joke. (laughs) And then we just shortened it. And there was a band in Canada called The Wreckers, and we didn't realize that until we had already kind of, the train had left the station. So we actually had to buy the band name, really? The Wreckers. And now, mm-hmm. I Did, wonder what happened to the Canadian band. Well, they're now known as the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so they've really done well since then. So, uh, And how fast did success hit for you guys as a, as a performing duo? Um, you know in movies, like, for instance, the movie That Thing You Do, when they are recording and then they leave the studio and it's playing in the car already, mm-hmm. yes. that's how it felt. That. Really? Yeah. So it, it also it happened crazy. in the Queen documentary where they're like, we're Queen. 
now we're top of the pops. And I'm like, that's not how it happened at all. Yeah. But for you guys, it was. It, it was, felt that yeah, way. It did feel that way. It just, once it started, it never stopped. We wrote the album. We wrote the whole album, minus Leap minus the Pieces Leap the and pieces. My Oh My, yeah. in two weeks. And did you know that you guys had, I asked this question, and some people will be like, nah, we, you know, we just wrote a bunch of good songs. We didn't know. But you write that all in two weeks. Did you feel like, man, this is like really special because we dedicated our times to just this project? Or were you like, I don't know what it's going to do? No, it felt it did feel so special. exciting and special. Yeah. Did you know that Leave the Pieces was like the, the catchiest, biggest sounding song? Yes. And no, though, because well, do you remember the demo? I mean, the demo was kind of lackluster, truly. I mean, it was a good demo, but it from the demo, you didn't get that feeling. And we were told that many other artists had recorded that song Little and Big never Town, made their album. Little Big Town cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, someone oh, else gosh, there were a few. cut it. And it never happened. And I heard it and I was like, no, you guys, this is a really good song. Like, please yeah. trust me on this. Like, what did you hear I about it that it. stuck to you? It was just, there's like an instant, one of my kind of things that I've always noticed about songs that I love that become known songs or big songs is like when it finishes you immediately want to start it over and hear the intro again Mm -hmm. and for me like there was something magical about the intro the lyrics I really loved and related to and the melody was so strong and and the yeah yeah and the yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't like (laughs) pass that up so you guys start playing did you go on the road and open for like any of the massive, they're like, hey, come yes. out. And you were like the baby opener. Everybody. Everybody. Really? Rascal Flats almost immediately. Who was yeah. awesome to you summer. guys? Everybody. Really? Keith Urban was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone was really, yeah, really awesome. I mean, that that time period too, I just felt like it was so special. The circle of artists, we'd all see each other on, you know, radio shows or tour. And yes. everyone really felt like family. And it was, um, it was such a cool uh, period of time in both of our lives it was i'm gonna ask the difficult question now that we're together and we all feel good with each other i mean are we thinking <laughs> i mean we're all for best friends like maybe i don't know we cut something at some point something new. i don't know just throwing it out there maybe we talked about that at all oh yeah okay so jess and i had plans to get together and just write and hang out and catch up and then this you know thing called covid happened <laughs> um and put a damper in our socializing. Uh, and then, and we both and had also children. We keep having babies. Yeah. So. You don't know they're coming? All of a sudden, in the baby. <laughs> they just pop, That's that, is that they how? Just pop out. <laughs> I, I actually remember, I think I wrote you and I was like, eh, I'm pregnant. And you were like, oh, cool, because yeah. I am too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. Let's just keep kicking this can <laughs> yes. down the road until like we're allowed to, you know, do that. So at some point, maybe there'll be another Wreckers. I would song hope. project yes, whatever yeah. it is. We both we both would love would that like that a lot. Well, let me thank you guys from the bottom of my heart because I don't think I would have asked if it wasn't a big deal that didn't include me, right? I mean, we did the show last night, which by the way, just something for the listeners. We recorded this right before the show that's airing after the show because I was never going to make them play and then come up in the morning. <laughs> so you, we're kind of, yeah, we yeah. are both moms, so we would have been up, up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of in a time machine here. Um, but thank you guys because it's you know such a big deal to us to be able to continue on with that hospital and yes. this thing has turned into it's a massive show at the Ryman but it gets it, it's played all over and we raised so much money so I would have never asked if it wasn't so important so I'm just really appreciative of both of you for you for flying in yes and and being here from Kansas well, City. road tripping for oh, eight dro- hours with drove? a four-year-old wait a minute uh, yeah, I told them I said a medal I was like we'll get her a plane ticket they yep. made you 
Road, road tripping. No, she, she we, likes, I like to she, drive. She, she wanted to. She got to the airport. She's like, is there a ticket? And they're yeah. like, no, I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, no. So do, does it fit like a glove when you guys try to sing it? Is it easy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like hair on your arm stand up. It's just back. Like no time has passed. Exactly. Well, I can't wait till tonight. Slash, last night was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. No pressure. And we just can't wait to hear what you guys have in store. And it's so nice to meet both of you in person. Thank you. Too. Just have Thank been a you. massive fan of both of you as a unit individually. Um, I don't know, Amy. Anything for for Michelle for Jessica? I'll say I, Jess, but Jessica, she called her Jess. Now I'm like, I'm the nerd that doesn't know her well enough to call her Jess. My friends well, call me I Jess. Mean, my comment was that I'm just kind of geeking out to see y'all perform tonight, but it's actually tomorrow. So <laughs> Yeah, so, so last night was awesome. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, my the hair on my arms are going to stand up. No. So. You haven't heard background vocals like you're going to hear tonight. I oh, love it. Oh, yeah. It's one of a kind. No, I'm ready for it. No, I'm kidding. It's going to be great. Okay, there they are. The Wreckers. It's Michelle and my friend Jess, by the way. Yes. yes. In case you didn't know. Um, and we'll be very excited to hear whatever you guys have, have in store for us. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And let's clap them out. They're the Wreckers, everybody. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go with the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Bad timing on reading this story. The question is, is sugar okay for your dogs? The answer is no. So, even this morning, it was a long night last night. More details later. It was a great night, but then just after I got home, it was a long night. And this morning, after a couple hours sleep, I was trying to open the cereal. That's my ritual in the morning, eating cereal. Love it. And I'm pulling the bag, and some of these bags are way too hard to open. It's like, oh, yeah. Come on. And, and explodes, right? And so there's cereal all over the table. Pour some in the bowl. And Stanley, who's awake because he hears me up, is just standing beside me. And so I'm, like, giving him a little piece of cereal every third or fourth bite. He's just, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> sugar in the cereal. So he basically had a bowl of Frosted Flakes this morning <laughs> with sugar. But it is not okay for your dogs. It could result in digestive issues, vomiting, and choking. Oh. Now, that those two, he didn't vomit or choke. I also live with digestive issues, so yeah, suck it, buddy. We both have them. <laughs> That's showbiz, baby. That's what I like to say. Did you know there's a fiscal side when you fall in love? The effects are weight loss, lightheadedness, insomnia, queasiness, and an ability to concentrate and cotton mouth. Are we sure that's not COVID? Did we what? mix the story out? <laughs> you lose your smell. Wait, what? <laughs> Morgan, do you have your smell back? No, it's still gone. That's crazy. Fully? Yeah, unless something comes right up to my nose, then I can smell it. Wow. How long crazy. ago did you have COVID? August of 2021. Still no smell. Wow. I wonder if you'll ever get it back your whole life, and does that make you sad? It kind of makes me sad, mostly because I really want to be able to smell myself, like if I mm. smell bad. But everything else, no, it's great because I go out and somebody will be like, it smells terrible here. I'm like, I have no idea. That's great. Oh. Yeah, she's now, she got a side job at a poop factory. <laughs> Doesn't bother at all. She walks around. Yeah, she's awesome there. Specs, gets out of there. Uh, most things you worry about don't end up happening. This is from an essay written by Holly Hazlitt Stevens, who's a PhD called Women Who Worry Too Much, but it's not just about women. Research shows that 85% of the things that we stress over and that we really get bit usually doesn't end up happening or, brace yourself, ends up having a positive or neutral outcome. So the odds are, just playing the numbers here, you're wasting your time worrying about something that will probably never happen. Things we worry about, kids, marriage, employment, money, pets, our home, vehicle, and superficial things. Well, that's everything. That's, yeah. that's literally what everything. What else is there? That's it. Future tripping. Mm-hmm. The things that I've been most worried about when I've been extremely stressed out, though, mostly all come true, I'll be honest with you. Oh. Oh. But I'm not a big stressor worrier. I think I live under a constant level of stress, so I'm never just like, I'm so stressed. I think I just live it. And so I think I'm always kind of stressed. That's just is, normal for which you? Is when relaxing starts to happen, I feel really uncomfortable and like I'm cheating oh. or like I'm doing something that's not fair. Yeah, that's not good. You got to yeah. work on that. Well, I have been for like my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's to point now where I'm, I'm beyond that middle point where it's like, what's the point now? I might as well just keep pushing, you know? You're just a self-fulfilling yeah, prophecy. Yeah, let's just go. The surprising superfood that helps with confidence is a handful of almonds. Try to snack on them 10 to 15 minutes before, well, anything that's important. A big presentation, a speech, talk with the kids, having to go to parent-teacher conferences, anything where you're okay. a little bit uncomfortable, 
where you're a little bit nervous. They say almonds are loaded with amino acids. And that in combination with your brain helps people come across as more confident, assertive, and convincing. It also eliminates hunger, which, which is what some of the chemicals are that makes you feel these ways. Preventing feelings of nausea and lightheadedness. And again, we start to feel the ways of like being not confident, being non-assertive, because we may have hunger and we don't know actually how that's affecting our brain or nausea, etc. So almonds, almonds rock. I did a campaign for pecans. I love pecans. <laughs> yeah. I would eat them on my Instagram until so they called me and said, hey, do you like pecans? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm eating them. You're not paying me to eat them. I love them. And they're like, cool. So I went and I met with the pecan people. Really one of the fun, most fun but random meetings ever. It was the National Pecan Council. And I'm like, I didn't, I thought that you were like Willy Wonka. I didn't even know that existed <laughs> like in real life. And they do. And they're very passionate about pecans. As am I. I love a pecan. I love an almond. But what I learned was the, how you say it really is the way I say it. It's the one thing ever. It is pecan. Not pecan? Not pecan. Not pecan. It's pecan. Oh. And so luckily I said that one right. But they have to correct people because they're, they're universal as they were as pecan. So I just wanted to share I was right about saying something. Hey, good job, which man. I rarely am. People are like, you say this wrong. Your <laughs> accent's too thick. But working with pecans is pretty cool. One of my favorite. <laughs> Salt Life, the founder of Salt Life. You guys familiar with the brand? Yeah, yeah. that's what's up, dude. Yeah. Oh, God. Explain to me about yeah, the brand. It's beach life, man. Salt Life, you know, it's like it's about salt water. You know, when you live around salt water, you live that salt life. But you did. You grew up. Yeah. Near, on, South Texas, South Padre Island. We surfed. Surfed. Fished. But I always laugh when you live in the city like this and people have salt life on their truck. I'm like, guys, you're like nowhere near the salt. But, but maybe it's like the their beach. vacation or where they came from. Yeah. And it's a state of mind. Like, it's always in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, you know no matter I mean? where you at geographically. Yeah, like a virus? Yeah. <laughs> like chicken pox? Salt life's like chicken pox and never really leaves? Yeah. <laughs> And so you're a big Salt Life guy? Yeah, I do. Love the it. brand? Have yeah, well, I don't wear it. I have one t-shirt that says Salt Life. Okay. Salt Life founder, 56, sentenced to 12 years in prison for shooting dead no. his teenage girlfriend. No, no, that no. That is not no, Salt no, Life. No, that's not Salt Life. Wait, hold on. Oh, oh yeah, so no, this story, here. so many things. And I don't do a lot of dead stories in the, in the news, oh, but my. Salt Life founder, 56, was with an eight, she was 18, oh. that was his girlfriend, which already, even if you're like Salt Life founder has 18-year-old girlfriend, and we're like... Dang. Wow. Wow. That's salt life. That's salt life. And apparently he shot her, Ugh. quote, during a play gunfight. Hmm? Yeah. Ugh. I never had a play gunfight as an yeah. adult with no, real guns. <laughs> no. What? And then he left her body in a Florida hotel room. That doesn't sound like a play gunfight. Mm. Michael Hutto, the co-founder of Salt Life Apparel Brand, has pleaded guilty to manslaughter with a firearm in connection with the death of an 18-year-old at a Singer Island hotel. has been sentenced 12 years in prison was arrested in Jacksonville. This is from WPTV. He told detectives he and Duncan were headed to the Florida Keys to visit some of his friends. When they stopped at the Hilton, after spending time together, they were playing inside of the hotel room as if they were shooting with their finger and a gun. Oh. Hutto told detectives that Duncan was sitting on the counter in the bathroom when he pointed the gun at her oh. and it fired, shooting her. Listen, it could have happened, but I don't think you play. Do you play gunfight and point at oh. anybody that's ever had a gun? I have guns. I've always had guns my whole life. I have never, not one time. No. Not even when I was... Eight and got a 410, like a shotgun. I've never once pointed it at somebody in a joke because no. you were just taught. Now, maybe he is so uninformed, and this is what makes gun owners look bad, idiots like this. Yeah. But still play gunfight, and then you also have an 18-year-old girlfriend when you're 56. There's a lot of things that make yeah. me go, he just didn't make good decisions. And also, he only got 12 years. Well, yeah, because man, of manslaughter. Answer. He pleaded guilty to manslaughter. Okay, well, I don't know. If the story's true, And it's his lawyer right. may have said, hey, just, I'm, I'm, I'm complete speculation on my part. The lawyers could have said, hey, we'll save us a play gunfight and maybe we can 
plead down. Oh right, because it's literally them two in the hotel room, so there's no one else there. She's dead, so who, how do they know? Mm, Hutto told detectives that wow. story about the bathroom. Hutto said he then put the gun in his backpack and left the room, driving until he ran out of gas. Oh, no. Dunk, so it sounds like he was going on the run. Yeah, because otherwise, suspicious. why would you not keep filling up with gas with a credit card, except they can track your credit card and see where you are. Duncan's father told police that Hutto, who was her boyfriend, had been giving her drugs to keep her sedated. Oh. And they also could have been, again, complete speculation, but as a story kind of, you know, the onion pills, you're like, well, if he's giving her drugs to keep her sedated, again, that ain't good. But two, was he taking drugs also? Prob- yeah. Possibly, yeah. probably, all speculation here. And then you make bad decisions sometimes. I've heard. Yeah. What a wacky story. It's a weird one, huh? Wow. And a sad one. That's from WPTV. Thank you very much. I mean, I have another one that's like, I'm going to hold this one off because there's another one that might be a little crazier, but it's a death, a killing. We'll see how I feel in a second. Okay. The big debate of the day, pickles on pizza. Yes. 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 Whoa. Interesting. I like pizza and I like pickles. And when I first read it, I go, well, that don't, that don't go. But it probably would be pretty good. Let me tell you, we order a uh, Nashville hot chicken pizza, and it's delicious. It's spicy chicken with pickles with ranch dressing. And it's so good, Bones. You'd love it. Yeah, I don't want to say it would be disgusting without trying it. But it sounds gross when you first read pickles <laughs> on, on pizza. Yeah. Pickles are most served on pizza with garlic sauce. That's from NPR.org. Mm. You ever had a pickle pizza? I don't like pickles. You ever had pizza pickles? Yeah, it's good. Pizza pickle, and you have pizza <laughs> Yeah, it's so good, dude. A California man earns, earns a world record for 2,995 consecutive Disneyland visits. Oh, man. That guy, Jimmy Allen. <laughs> no, he goes a lot, but no. <laughs> like, he loves been, it. Like that many days yes. in a row? A California man. You know they would see him come and be like, great, here's Greg again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. His, oh, his name is Jeff. A California man who visited the Disneyland theme park for 2,995 consecutive days was rewarded with a Guinness World Record Certificate. Does he not have a job? Yeah, what, mm-hmm. a, what, what does he do? And that's not cheap. He probably has a season Unless pass. Unless he has... I'm sure he has a pass. Okay. He's an older guy. He's, six, he's 64 in one of these pictures he took, but 3,000 days is roughly 9, 10 years. Yeah. Every single day. Does he have friends? Uh, yeah, they all Mickey, work at the park. And the, sta- the statues of Walt Disney. <laughs> Mickey, Minnie. Cinderella. Uh, he chronicled his Disney trips on social media. What I think happens with these stories is he does this. He did a 60th consecutive trip. And people should be like, wow, that's crazy. So it became his identity. So oh And he's goodness. getting like affirmation, love. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to keep going because I'm that guy now. So that's from UPI. But he's been there 2,995 consecutive days. Wow. Good for him. No, not good yes. for him. I'm you know what? If him. that's what he's yeah. doing and he's retired and he's not hurt, great. He could be doing other stuff. He'd be living salt life. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, good you know? point. Recall alert. 140,000 M-Famil Pro-Sobe baby formula cans recalled over contamination concerns. Mm. Now, I'm not familiar with the brand because I don't have a baby. I think it's Infamil. Infamil. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Infamil Pro-Sobe. Okay, you got it wrong again. Okay, what's that? Infamil. Infamil <laughs> Pro-Sobe. Is it Pro-Sobe? Uh, that part, I don't know. Okay, wise guy. You know the first part, but you're getting... <laughs> well, the first part's the brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they say, hey, uh, bad news. We got a possibility of cross-contamination with some crazy Chronobacter Sakazaki. Oh, no. That's According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. So just heads up. That's from Cairo 7. Look for Infamil. You got it. Good job. Pro-Sobe baby formula cans. A Pennsylvania high school student is arrested after airdropping a bomb threat during an American Airlines flight. Oh. You In high school, you should be smart enough not to do this. This is dumb. This is just dumb. Because I don't think they were going to bomb the plane. This is dumb. You can't, it's not a joke. 
it's a joke that best case scenario is just mildly, barely scratch at the surface funny. It only if you send it to a friend and still you're like, ooh, I don't want to this on my phone. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario is this. Oh, a high school student was arrested after sending a bomb threat on an American Airlines flight through Apple's airdrop technology. His threat forced the plane to return to the gate. Well, yeah. They had to search the plane. They detained the group of students during the, their planned uh, humanitarian trip. Humanitarian? Oh, no. They were attacked. <laughs> yeah. The potential bomb threat made everybody get off. They had the Joint Terrorism Task Force get on, search the plane. They, it, they're in custody. It doesn't say if they sent it to one or everybody, but even one. It's too many. Wow. It's just, I like pranks. Not but, bomb threats. But best case scenario, this isn't that good. Yeah, I don't want to. The risk and the reward or not, just layer, airdrop. Do that thing with your hands where you like weigh it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It don't weigh good. Things you don't airdrop. Pictures yeah. of your body. Well, no, no, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, I send it to everybody who's on. <laughs> uh, that's from Fox News. Thank you. That's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. So apparently there was drama last night where a lot of the show members went to the show that Eddie and I did at the Ryman last night. And I didn't know who was there or not. I was running, as I said, with like a chicken with my head cut off all day from the radio show to rehearsals to the show to doing press and promos because we shot as a TV special. I know anything was happening. Thank you for keeping that from me. But who, Scuba, was it you who was telling me that Lunchbox was demanding backstage passes? Yes, and I don't know if you want me to say the reason why, but he's like, I, I, I need to be in the back. No, say the reason why. Because I don't want to be around all the listeners and then bother me for photos and hanging out. So I got to be away from them. Put me in the back, please. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I'm going to let you respond to that. Yeah, 100% accurate because if you do go out front, like which I did a couple times. I saw it, a video of you out front just yeah, like, yeah. singing and along. What, and guess what happens? You get mugged. And I'm like, listen, guys, I'm trying to enjoy the show. and I don't. But want- you can't really enjoy it from the back. You can't hear anything, really. <laughs> Well, you can't enjoy it in the front because, I mean, you can't even watch it because I went out there for like two minutes. You were singing as loud as you could right in the middle of people. And you're like, whatever you were singing. It was like, of course that's you. And everyone else is enjoying the show. I don't think they're worried about you. Uh, yeah, they were. I mean, they were all just jumping up. And I mean, I'm sitting there trying to watch the show and people are turning around filming me watching the show. Okay, and but I'm that's like, right. Okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. So that's why I need a backstage pass. I couldn't. I was like, this is. I thought you liked to be yeah. noticed I, I, and recorded. No, I do. And, but I mean, it was just, it was over. I mean, how many 10,000 people there? And it was, I was going to say hi to all 10,000. Like one time I tried to go to the bathroom because we got locked out of the back. And I mean, it took me 30 minutes to get to the bathroom because people kept wanting to take pictures. I was like, guys, I'm about to pee my pants. Sounds and like your dream. Not peeing my pants mm-hmm. right there. And so, yes, it was. So you uh, demanded backstage passes. Demanded backstage passes. I don't think that's, there's anything wrong with that. I didn't know if it was true. I mean, how awkward would it look if I had to walk in the front door, like with a ticket? I mean, not like awkward at all. You mean like everybody else? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so is it about the listeners or about walking through the front door? But I'm saying it's like it, it looks bad mm-hmm. if I'm walking with a regular ticket. Hey, aren't you? No, I can't. I don't have a bag with stage pass. How embarrassing, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we got through that. Yeah, so I don't think that's that big a deal. No big deal. Once Buck showed up and he just had his phone out. He was recording everything as he walked through, like recording other famous people back there. And I'm like, oh no. maybe back here we don't do that. But then I realized he's complaining about people doing that to him. Mm-hmm. You were doing to them what you didn't like done to you. No, no, I was giving a behind the scenes look. I'm also like a reporter. But you're not. We didn't ask you to do that. Maybe they were going, I'm a reporter for the B team. Um, and I was giving people <laughs> what it's like backstage at this event, the million dollar show. I'm just show. saying it was hypocritical of okay. you. Well, I didn't tell people to stop filming me. I just went back in the back and was like, all right. Well, but they also didn't tell you. <laughs> well, they can go in their dressing room. 
the Ryman's very the dressing rooms are upstairs. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, I went upstairs to a couple dressing rooms. It was a little weird. Why'd you go into a couple dressing rooms? <laughs> I'm just looking around. I've never been up there to browsing. See the, like I didn't realize there was that many dressing rooms. I only knew there was that first floor, mm-hmm. and then I saw people going up the stairs. And I was like, "What's up here?" So I went up there and saw dressing rooms. <laughs> like I saw. Um, Scott Stapp's dressing room. I saw, like... Uh, Did you go in them? Yeah. No, they weren't there. Oh, You're not no. supposed to walk oh, into no. people's dressing rooms. No, Scott Stapp was in there. Okay. <laughs> oh, even worse. worse. Okay, so Scott Stapp is the lead singer of Creed, who... We did some Creed songs last night. It, that place erupted. It was awesome. So he did Higher. And I asked Scott, I said, hey, we're doing this show at the Ryman, my band, The Raging Idiots, and... It's for St. Jude. And he was like, yeah, I'm in. It's all done. I was like, really? He's like, I'm in immediately. And we did an hour-long podcast together, and we kind of got to know each other there. But it's like Creed. Like, I bought concert tickets to go watch Creed. And they came in a rehearsal. He came in. And if you've never worked with anybody, and he's also, they were so successful, you're like, what is this guy going to be like professionally? Walked in, talked with every member of the band, like, stood around, just chilled, Sang the songs. We were all like, oh my goodness, that is, he's awesome. He still had, it was, it was just so good. Last night it was so good. I think people, it was a surprise. I think people were like, oh yeah, Creed. Oh man, Creed. It was oh, yeah. That, yeah. that kind of moment. It was the eruption after he was done, I think was one of the biggest. They gave him a standing ovation. Yeah. And they wouldn't sit down. And then he was like, do I do another one? But we didn't practice another one. And I was like, no, we're just, you're good, man, you're good. <laughs> and that was his first time to play the Ryman, right? And they and say it, that? And it was his first time to play in like a, a year period. Yeah. He's like, I haven't performed at all. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, Michelle Branch is so good. You know, they were in earlier. I but, saw their dressing room. Okay, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were in earlier, but we actually recorded that yesterday before the show because I don't want them to have to wake up and come up here. But Michelle Branch sounded so good. like So good. Just like the record. And then the Wreckers came out, Jessica came out, and they performed two songs together. And it was just super cool because they hadn't performed together in 10 years. Not like that. First time they've reunited. She said it here. She was like... We got back together because you asked us to do this for St. Jude. That's super cool. Yeah. Dina Carter did Strawberry Wine, and the place, she didn't even need to hit a, a note on her guitar. Everybody just would have sang the whole thing, and she's just the nicest. Um, another one of the surprise guests who we had closed the show was Jake Owen, who, easy ask for me. He's one of my best friends. And I didn't tell him he was doing three songs until he got there, and then he was like, well, I guess I'm doing three songs. <laughs> And we did Down to the Honky Tonk, and then we did his uh, Up There, Down Here, his current mm-hmm. single. And then at the end, we did Barefoot Blue Jean Night. And again, same type awesome. of situation. Everybody was just going nuts. What was funny was he was telling a story because his daughter, Pearl, was with him. I think Pearl's 10. And some guy went up to Pearl and was like, hey, I've known your dad since he was playing Barefoot Blue Jean. And Pearl goes, well, he still plays it. <laughs> still does that. He still does that song. So that's pretty funny. But we raised a bunch of money. I mean, it was incredible. There are so many great moments. I mean, Madeline Edwards and Dave's Highway, two new artists, came out again and just leg swept everybody because, mm-hmm. you know, we had all this stuff happening and I also like to introduce new artists during the show. And so people are like, okay, we had a couple of new artists, uh, Parker McCollum, we had, and then they're like, okay, new artists, maybe we go get a, a beer or something. And all of a sudden they start singing like, oh, whoa, 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 get back to your seat. Yeah. I had friends who were like, hey, what's that new group again? Or what, what was her name, Madeline Edwards? So just a great night. What? I had a lot of fun, man. Thank Thanks you for having us. Well, those two, so Madeline and Dave's, th- those, when they were performing, not only were they amazing and totally killed it, but backstage, they also 
had so much gratitude for you inviting them to be a part of it. Like they couldn't stop talking about how. That's in the contract. If you guys are back there, they had to you do must that. talk about me the whole time. I mean, but I just thought that was cool to see too. Like just their excitement and they were so thankful instead of being, you know, you never know how some newer artists are going to be and they just couldn't have been more thankful. I'm not sure what their record label status is, meaning if they even have a, a deal. I mean, them or Madeline. And I was talking to them after. I was like, it takes one person who's halfway smart to realize, especially them, because Madeline was early, so she wasn't around way after the show. We were packing up. But they were, because they played later. And I was like, it takes one person to see a brother and two sisters who sound like this. There's a, And you're good, you're absolutely good enough. You're better than a lot of folks that come in here that are supposed to be the best. It just takes one smart person to go, oh, there's a niche for a good group that's brother and sister, not just people put together. And... Because they're grinding, they're working real jobs every day, like normal person jobs. And like, I admire that. Like, they're, we're not stopping, but we also got to pay the bills. So it's, it's cool. It was really cool. And I didn't know that last night was going to be where it would eclipse $20 million raised for St. Jude through either the Radiothon or these live shows or specific one-offs that we do. But over the past almost 10 years, it's been $20 million. And Jake came out and presented me with a big award and that's always awkward because I don't like the surprises are tough oh you had no idea that was happening uh uh-uh. uh okay and it was on TV but then I didn't I didn't know how to I was just like how do I do my face how do I do my face <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to act like because it's very important but if you're like oh yeah this is I don't know there was just a fine line and I was like how do I do my face I don't want to look like 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 sad but I also want to be happy but I so no, you did great. We'll have to see how that goes in the edit. You did great because I didn't notice any awkwardness mm-hmm. when you got the it. Award. Felt awkward because I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I don't like people talking bad about me or people talking good about me." That's, hmm. that's tough. Then they can't win. I don't like don't people. Well, that's right. I don't like. I'm a control freak because I never had control. So when pe- people are like, "He's not good," I'm like, "Oh, shut up." They're like, "He's good." Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'll be the only person. I'll say all the bad stuff about me and I'll say all the good stuff about me. That's kind of how I've lived because I like to have the control. Not not the healthiest. But it was it was just a great night, and I took and gave a bunch of friends uh, five five pair I think of tickets that were mine, and so I gave them to different friends. And a couple of them texted me before the show, but they're like, they're like we're here because traffic was terrible. We made it, we made it, and they were sitting in like the nosebleeds, and I was like I don't even have good tickets to give my friends. Oh no! Apparently every seat was good. They say yeah, that's what they say about the Ryman. But I like saw a bird land next to one of them in a picture. <laughs> they're so high up there. <laughs> I was like, dang, we can't even get like good tickets from my buddies. So, a great show. Just my, maybe my favorite ever. I will shout out Dirks Bentley too because Tracy Lawrence got sick, had bronchitis, could not come and sing. And I told Dirks, and he was like, well, what songs? And I said, well, one of them was, you find out who your friends are. And he goes, I know that. But Dirks has an album coming out this week. He's going to be on the show Friday. And I know he's going to New York to do Jimmy Fallon and do. And he, I was like, are you, can you do it? He's like, yeah, I'll drive over. And so he came out and did a Tracy Lawrence, that Amazing. song, and then did one of his own. Just two hour notice. Yeah, it's awesome. So you know what I found out? Huh. Who my friends were. Oh. I found out yeah, who did. my friends were. So it was a great night. I'm so tired. I probably slept an hour and a half. Oh. Not purposefully. I got home and it's 11, 15 or so. Oh, it was late. Because mm-hmm. the show didn't end until 10, 20. So I got home 11, 15, 11, 20. Maybe a little later because I stayed, took a bunch of pictures with listeners. I don't mind that lunchbox. I don't mind going out and yeah, right. doing stuff. Um, and then Caitlin and I were starving, so we ordered a pizza. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You all went hard. We did. And we ordered it like 11, 
35 or so, and it said, pizza will be here between like 11.55 and 12. I guess not a lot of orders, so I could grab it. It was midnight. I'm still working on today's show, and the pizza still isn't there. And she's like, I'm tired. I have to go to bed. But there's no food. So she goes quickly and makes us both like a like a little healthy nacho thing, like C.A.T. chips, like um, beef and whatever. She's like, eat this, and if pizza doesn't come. Well, pizza got there at like 12.50. Oh. So did you eat that too? No. It's too late. Mm. So... Finally fell asleep about 1.15 or so, and then woke up about 3.30. Oh, yeah, not a lot of sleep. Okay. <laughs> it felt like a nap. That is a nap. That is that not is literally a, a night's sleep. Yes, but it wasn't because that was unhealthy. I just we had a late show, yeah. and then I had to stay up and work on this show. And you had to wait not for in a bad way. I'm, I'm lucky enough that I get to do that. But our boss was there last night, Rod, and he was like, you shouldn't work on the show tonight. I was like, that's easy for you to say. You don't have to do it. <laughs> you want to do it? I'm going to get here and just sit on my thumb all morning? What do you want from me? You know how you could have got home earlier? Is if you didn't take all those pictures. Snug out the back. That, that's a good point. That's a good <laughs> point. <laughs> I got a few stories here. This is the one I didn't do during the news. I just needed a palate cleanser in between because it's a bizarre story. These catfishing stories, it almost doesn't matter, even if it's just somebody catfishing. But then when it ends up in... Have you seen it? This one is yeah. the craziest the catfishing of all time. An Alaska woman, 22, pleads guilty to killing her best friend, who's 19, with the help of three others... After being catfished by a man online who promised to pay her nine million bucks if she sent photos of the killing. What? Oh my goodness. A 22-year-old woman has pleaded guilty <sighs> to murdering her best friend after a man said, nine million bucks, you do it, you give me the killing. She admitted in an Anchorage, Alaska courtroom on Wednesday to the first-degree murder of Cynthia C.C. Hoffman. Hoffman was found dead with a gunshot wound in the back of her head and a lot more stuff here that I'm not going to get into the details. On a hiking trail, prosecutors claimed that whoever was 18 at the time, was catfished by a millionaire named Tyler. Police later revealed the catfish to be Darren Schillmiller, then 21. And that's what happened. She thought she was going to get $9 million. Oh, my goodness. Watchbox, what else do you know about that? That's all I know. I, I don't remember what the reasoning was, why he... I don't understand why he catfished to get her killed. Like, yeah. I don't... That's where like I... Like, what the link was? Yes. Or maybe there wasn't a link, and we just wanted to see if he shoot it to anybody? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that... Because he wanted the video. Or it was just like, can I... A game. Maybe he never thought it would be real. Mm, what yeah. on earth? I don't know, I don't know, because the story is like seven or eight lines, because it just happened. But, but that is how the bizarrest catfishing story I've ever heard, yeah. That he go, Like, you come up with this idea that, hey, I'm going to go after this girl... And I'm going to get to, you know, start messing with her mind and say, you know what? If you kill someone, you get $9 million. It's like, what what will you do for money? It's like a real life saw. That's from the Daily Mail. He's over there itching with stories. What's your other one you have? Oh, yeah. Uh, Savannah Chrisley revealed on her podcast, Unlocked, that the Chrisleys will be doing a new reality show that many production companies have been reaching out. They are trying to just locked up, Chrisley. <laughs> Is it in the prison or about them? No, about outside them the outside the Got prison. It. Okay, because, yeah, oh, you can't okay. make money as a, <laughs> no. in, in prison. Yeah, or else Tiger King would be doing that. <laughs> yeah, they can't make money while doing that. Yeah, she, I mean, they got to pay the bills. It's, I mean, they grew up rich kids yeah, that, she has, that didn't have to work, and now they have to work because all that money they supposedly had was stolen. Yeah, and Nanny Faye, uh, one of the names she has recommended is Bounce Back Chrisley's. It's not a show yet. Not, but, I don't understand why they're trying to get sympathy. I mean, but, look, it would be like somebody who murdered somebody or somebody who robbed a bank or somebody who, um, a, any crime at all, being found guilty. And, well, you can't really say I'm guilty yet because 5% of people are, are found that when they're not uh, uh, guilty, they get caught. So, no, no, no. Once you're guilty, we get to say you're guilty. That's it. We didn't until then. 
but both of the parents went to jail for it. It's not like one of them got unlucky in a 5% deal. And I'll say it again, when they say 5% of these convictions, do you know who that is for the most part? It's people that have a bias against them because they're of color or minority or people that don't have the money, not rich white people. Honest to God, most of that 5%, not rich white people because they have resources. I kind of hate they're getting the show. It's kind of bull crap because they're only getting the show now because the parents are in prison. And if the parents are ever found on a pill that didn't happen or whatever, I'll come here and be like, hey, look, I was wrong about that because, well, the courts told me I was wrong. And then I'll sue the courts. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. Oh, I can't sue the courts? <laughs> well, no. But it's kind of bullcrap. It is. Why we have sympathy, I don't know. They, it, they said guilty, both of them. And 5%, let's cut it in half, then it's 2.5% if, if both of them got found guilty on separate, separate trials, right? Like separate cases because they're doing different amounts of time. Different charges. Yeah, they got, I mean, she got convicted of, le- some of the charges didn't stick Right, so her. it wasn't like they're both universal sitting up there on the same stand mm-hmm. getting the same. So they, they had to be looked at differently because there are some charges for him that she didn't get. Yeah. And secondly, you should let Lunchbox come and visit you. We sent a letter to the prison. I said oh yeah, twice. have you heard back? Yeah. Nothing? No. Yeah. Oh. So, whatever. I'll move on. It just fires me up. Because you can't use the 5% of, you can't when you're a rich white person with resources and fame. Those are the people who get off even when they do it. We've seen it. All right, I'm, I'm good. I didn't know they were launching a show. Yeah. Get, me, get me triggered, man. Yeah. Um, so you can watch? Yeah, what channel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I saw that Morgan Evans put out a statement yesterday. And so Morgan Evans and Kelsey Ballerini, they got a divorce. Is it fine? It's, it's fine. It's finalized, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he wrote this because... He's been getting crushed. And I'll give you my version of it as well, but he wrote this yesterday. It's really sad for me to see this person who I spent so much of my life with and loved with all my heart saying things that aren't reality and leave out what really happened. She knows I'm not the type of guy to speak on those things publicly. If this is what she needs to heal, I hope it helps. All I ask is that if you're on my pages, please don't be mean. Don't be mean to Kelsey. Don't be mean to each other. Life's too short. The end. With something like this, there's three sides to the story, always. And this is a really sensitive thing for me to talk about because I have known them both closely for a long time. And so when Morgan had his song, it was a literal radio single. It's the song they were putting out. And so with that, we communicate with a label. I never ask personally my friends to come on the show because I feel like I don't want to be in that relationship. But if they have a single, they reach out and it's like, oh, cool. They want to come on? Cool. New radio single, he came in. Also, also, I love Morgan. Like, he's the best dude. And so, it's that's the, with those two, it was also a relationship where we would purposefully seek out time, going to dinner, going to brunch. We both were on the road so much. It was a relationship where all three of us, we'd be like, we have got to get together. It's one of those friendships where we haven't seen each other in a couple of months. Holy crap. Let's go to brunch. Let's go eat dinner. Let's do something. So when the whole thing happens, and listen, I knew it was happening before it was out because, you know, that being said, I haven't heard, I don't, I don't, Kelsey hasn't, you know, reached out in a long time. So I don't, I haven't talked to her in a while, um, but I hate it for them, for both of them. And it's very sensitive. And I get beat up because I had Morgan on this show and he, Morgan played the million dollar show last night. And they're like, well, why don't you have Kelsey on? Cause she put out an EP. Kelsey hasn't contacted us for any reason whatsoever. Not once. Kelsey hasn't texted me in months, but if she still needed somewhere to stay or a kidney, I'd be right there because we grew quite close. And even though we don't hang out a whole lot now, that doesn't mean we're not close friends. I don't think you have to hang out every day to be close friends. 
but it is a very sensitive situation to me and I'm gonna support any of them. And so there's just three sides to the story always. There's hers, there's his, and there's the real one. And I'll say this and I wanna say this as generically as possible. I hope it ends, I hope they stop. I don't think, I mean, she's going pretty hard right now. She did a whole pod. She, but the, sure, it's her right. She can do it. And I hope he stops. It's just, there are people in this town that know where the bodies are buried. There are so many receipts. There are receipts. There are hardcore receipts that would, I'm not going to say end a career, but would definitely slow a career or two. And I'm afraid if this keeps happening and there's pew, 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 back and forth, that's what you're going to see. And I don't want it to happen. Heck, I got some of the receipts. I don't want that to happen. So, I know this is going to get out on the internet. People are going to be like, oh, you're pro Kelsey, you're pro more. Nope, I'm not pro anything except I hate it for both my friends. And I hate it for anybody that has to go through this, but publicly. And I know Morgan, he doesn't want to talk about this publicly. So it sucks. It sucks for them on a much, much, much lower level. It sucks for me because you don't want to see your friends go through it. And I'm getting annihilated in my DMs. And it's weird because this is not a controversy I wanted. I just happen to be friends with them both. But it, it, I hope to God it stops. Because if it doesn't, it's going to get real bad. And that's all, and I'm not pointing that in any direction, but it's going to get real. You know, you know when you go to CVS and they print out that really long receipt and you, you're like, oh, this, yeah. you're like, I got one tube of toothpaste. This thing's 11 feet long. You got the rebate on the bottom? Yeah, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. That's the receipt. It's a CVS receipt. And they ain't out. And I hope they never come out. But I'm, I'm just begging. Stop talking about it. Talk about it through your music. That's fine. Because then you can always go, it's a song. So that's it. That's my that's my statement. Leave me alone. That's it. <laughs> and let, let them live. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Gaithersburg, Maryland. A man was walking out of the Safeway grocery store when someone approached him with a knife and said, hey, give me the keys. So the guy handed over the keys. Guy jumps in the car, starts it. Oh, man, it's a stick shift. Mm. Doesn't know how to drive it. Had to jump out and run away. You have to give it the old zip <laughs> At least it once. It stalls out. Or it's like, I'm going to try. I got nothing to lose. <laughs> you got to do that once. Because he might hit it. <laughs> I think we've all been there. We've, we've been there even knowing how to drive a stick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know how. I tried. I know, but we've all been. But like, I drive do, a stick and, and I, I stall you still Okay, thank you. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Eddie, your son has a birthday request for me. Yeah, he has a birthday coming up, and he asked me for it, and I was like, I can't help you. Maybe ask Uncle Bobby. Oh, so yeah, I was wondering why he didn't ask me. Yeah, I mean, he gets nervous around you. Uncle Bobby, a little intimidating. Yep. Still? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Is it because I got, like, my arms got bigger? (laughs) Yeah, you're lifted jacked up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, if I can do it, I'll do it. What is it? Uh, He wants Alan Jackson to come to his birthday party because they're going to the bowling alley. Him and his buddies, and he loves Chattahoochee, and he thinks it'd be cool if like Alan Jackson came and sang. It'd be cool if he came to my party too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I was gonna cash in that coupon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he loves Chattahoochee. Which, which son? How old? This is he's turning eight. Yeah. I mean, I love Chattahoochee too. I think I have an Alan Jackson shirt on today. Speaking of, that, I do. But oh, you wow. do. Well, well, what do you think? I told him I'll, I'll ask. I don't know if he can. Oh, he can boy. do it. Yeah, I don't either, but he's eight. We could probably just send an adult with a long, blonde-haired wig and a cowboy hat. There he is, son. Say it's him. You can't get too close to him because of COVID. So stay 25 feet away. But that's Alan Jackson. Yeah. 
Um, I can't. It's almost like the people that say, hey, man, big fan, can you get George Strait to come to my wedding? And no. I'm like, I'm like, no, I can't. They're like, but we got a budget of like 100 bucks. <laughs> <sighs> Definitely can't. It's going to cost you a million <laughs> for sure. Yeah, let them know. That'd be tough. But okay. if for some reason Alan Jackson calls and goes, hey, man. You know any kids at birthday parties? Like, to I will tell them that one. Okay. All right. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Hope your Wednesday's awesome. Goodbye, everybody. The Bobby Show. Let's go. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.